are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. And everybody is hungry, but they're sitting tight in our group chat here. Um, so before we get into it, I just want to take a minute and talk to you guys about DynastyHunter.com. It is the only way, the only place to play fantasy football as real as NFL football as possible. I can't talk to that. I'm sorry for everybody watching, all three of you. Anyway, DynastyHunter.com forward slash rewind. You head over there. They are auctioning off teams right now. Uh, the owners have left. You could also buy in the new teams and slow drafts will be starting in May. So you have two months, 24 hour clock, dynastyunder.com. Tell them that the group from Dynasty Rewind sent you. But joining me, like always, we got Pork Man. What's going on, Pork? Not much, man. Just excited about talking about the our, everybody's favorite tight end tonight. He's next week. But uh, also joining us, we got Kevin <laughs> Nooney. What's good, Chef? Yeah, tight ends are always a fun topic to talk about, boys. I can't wait to chop it up with you guys. Yeah, it's interesting too because you know everyone's like, "Oh, tight ends suck," but come here, you need them. Yes, you you do right. You, you you have to put them in your lineup, just like kickers and in certain leagues, uh, defense and special teams. So it's important to know what you're up against. And also joining us, we got Nate Christian. What's up, Nate? Yeah, I'm just excited. There's actually good tight ends this year to talk about because last year <laughs> was a snooze fest watching tight end film. Other sure than was. Cole Komet, but Cole Komet wasn't exciting. He was like the most solid Gosh. tight end ever um yep. and I, I liked harrison bryant last year but other than that it was pretty lame last year cold pork who's that what was the guy's name hunter cold bryant, hunter bryant. <laughs> he got no, hurt colby porkinson park colby, colby, colby park porkinson <laughs> yeah. oh, man. Cold pork. can i just make a statement about the tight ends real quick so we have kyle pitts who we're going to talk about in a minute he's in a tier all of his own i think we could all agree on that right yes but I, feel like the Pat Fryermuth and Brevin Jordan conversation is going to be exactly like Hawkinson and Fan. You know what I mean? One of them is a little bit more NFL ready right now. The other one's ha- he's athletic with that huge upside. But either way, if you get one of the two, you're kind of splitting hairs and you're going to get a good prospect either way. So I uh, just wanted to put that out there. I was going to tweet that out today, but I didn't want to deal with Twitter. So I just said <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. So let's get into it. Nate, feel free to correct the height and weight measurables if you see fit. Kyle Pitts from the University of Florida. He is a whopping 6'6", 246 pounds, and he ran the 40-yard dash in 446, correct? Something like that? Unofficial, though, right? Unofficial, but it still it happened. It officially, unofficially happened. <laughs> so, I mean, mm-hmm. that is blazing speed for a guy that big. So he played three years at the University of Florida. He played 24 games, 100 catches, 1,492 yards. He averaged 14.9 yards per reception and 18 touchdowns. Now, full disclosure, when you're listening to or looking at tight end stats, just please keep in mind that tight ends are not used in college like they are in the NFL. So 
you're going to say, oh, this guy's so great. His stats aren't that good. Brush that aside. There's other things that we look at. So um, I don't know how much time we need to spend on Kyle Pitts. He looks to be one of the best tight end prospects ever. Wide receiver prospects. I mean, you name it in this class. I mean, he is that good. He can line up anywhere on the field, and he's going to be a mismatch most of the time. So I'm going to be honest. I we probably don't need to spend too much time on Kyle Pitts. I think everybody knows what they're really getting uh, with him. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure Porkman has something to talk about his hips or something like that. So we can make that happen. <laughs> we could also say that he was, he was one of the best Florida Gators ever in the Michael P. Run. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, but I mean, as Chev was talking about his hips, it's like, there's most tight ends that's not six six. That's almost two fifty. That can run a choice route the way that he can. Mm-hmm. So I mean, when he goes he goes in, he dips his hips and goes out. There's the linebacker or the safety is not expecting him to do that at all. So when you have a guy that can do that, a guy that can go into the end zone high, put the ball. You got a guy that can run a slant and get low with the best of them at six six. It's almost impossible to defend this guy. Uh, he mm-hmm. can run the seam. He can run – his route tree is probably the best that I've seen from the tight ends I've ever scouted. So when you have a guy like that, hopefully he goes to a team where they can, you know, use him the right way because, you know, there's some team that can just kill talent because they don't know how to use him. They just say he's good. Just go out and do your own thing. How about you just help this guy out, scheme him into some open spots, make him seem like he can, you know, get into a soft zone, or if you just like, hey – I'm going to throw you this ball in the red zone. Just catch it. We saw the game in Alabama on the right side of on the field. It's like three guys over there. Just snatches it out the air and just just kills the whole team. So tight end one, if somebody has a problem with that, they might need to get their brain checked. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, honestly, there's other good prospects, but I don't know who you're putting over him. Really? Nah. So I think he's the most consensus prospect we've seen at a position. Yeah. I think so. Watching him reminded me of watching prime Antonio Gates. Legitimately. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're not talking as a prospect. We're talking Antonio Gates in his prime for the San Diego Chargers. One thing I will say, one just small knock, he's not overly elusive, but his strength and speed compensate for that. And he's just Mm -hmm. such a natural receiver, too. It's effortless with him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people are trying to compare him to Darren Waller and – I mean, I get it, but I'm not a huge fan of that comp. You just I mean, but I mean, I get it because, you know, Darren Waller is Darren Waller and Kyle Pitts <laughs> is just something else. But right. actually, it seems a little weird because, you know, this player for what he is now. But if you remember when he came out of college, how good he was and athletic. I think Kyle Pitts almost comps to like Mike Evans. Okay. Mike Evans was running. A high four four out of college, big guy, six foot five, two hundred thirty something pounds. So Kyle Pitts has an extra inch and extra fifteen pounds on him. But like the way they can body up a cornerback, the way they can win on contested catches, how strong their hands are, and at being so big while still being athletic. I think you know it's kind of a weird comp because we look at Mike Evans now as just like. Just getting touchdowns and not like actually being a deep threat, but you know, drop he is a ball still a redraft. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, so, stuff like that. Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't know. What do you guys think of like the Mike Evans, Kyle Pitts, like semi comp? I can, I can get it. 
and I kind of comped him. I kind of comped him like to his like his off the line route running as to like Devontae Adams because he's always open on the slot and he does like the little skip hop, so you don't really know if he's going in or he's going out. But I understand the Mike Evans too going deep, so he's kind of like a combination of both of them, which is hella scary. Yeah, if you're hearing this, like you're hearing, you're getting a tight end with the wide receiver comps to Mike Evans. And in fantasy football, that is what you absolutely need right now because not everybody's going to have a top tight end on their roster. There's five or six maybe. And then everybody else is like, well, I really hope Chris Herndon pulls out this season. I hope he does great. I hope, <laughs> hope this guy does great, but we never know. So, I mean, just having that kind of player be on your team for the next 10 to 15 years, that's game changer in fantasy. You don't have to worry about tight end ever again. And then you can go target other positions that will definitely uh, influence what you need to get. But having that tight end has, has helped me so much and helping me win championships. And every championship team that I see usually has a tight end that is a, a baller. So I think just getting Kyle Pitts on your team, honestly, like if you're one tight end away, go get that guy, find a way to get him because that could be your key to success for the next 10 to 15 years. Yeah, for sure. I mean, definitely get him. Again, okay, let me ask you guys this. I hear people saying Kyle Pitts is the 1-1 one, one in Superfly. Okay, does tight end premium change that for you? Unless, unless your 101 team has Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and Kyler Murray. <laughs> Josh Allen. So Herbert Holmes. in there somewhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. The quarterback is just so important in Superflex. Like, you learn the hard way if you do not go hard on quarterbacks in your startup because mm-hmm. you will suck so bad unless you have somehow got lucky and got two of the best guys or you had Tannehill that just balled out one season and then you had – just like a Fitzpatrick having a magical year. Like it does not happen very much where those guys are that big of game changes for you in Superflex. So like if you don't have any of the top guys and you don't have two really, really good quarterbacks, you're in big trouble. There's a good chance you're not winning your league unless you're Michael Bauer going against Garrett Price. And that's the only time <laughs> I've ever heard success. And that was a Cinderella story. Thank you, Christian McCaffrey, for your 38 points or whatever you got me. So, <laughs> I got screenshots. If anybody wants it, I could definitely set that up for you. Um, all right. Uh-oh. We always talk about this. What kind of, you know, what kind of draft positioning are, are you giving up for Kyle Pitts? Yeah. ADP, sorry. What's, I mean, let, let's just say one quarterback. One quarterback league. One oh, I mean, I, if you need a tight end – Starting at like, I mean, one quarterback league. If you really need a tight end, go and grab him the one hundred and one. I mean, I don't care, but I'm probably thinking I would be comfortable picking him at the one hundred and three, at the most. Okay, yeah, at the most, yeah. My my actual value is maybe more like one hundred and five, but he's not going to last that far. Someone's going to get excited and pick him. Yeah, yeah. I think one hundred and five. If you can get him at one hundred and five, like right here, like. Yep. I would be pretty thrilled, especially if you need a tight end. Like that is incredible to get that kind of player at that value. I think. Yeah, and so for those of you that are listening and not watching, Chase Vernon um, over at at Fantasy Football Intervention, he's he's chiming and saying he just got him at one hundred five and one quarterback, and I thought that was proper value. So yeah, I think that's that's on par. And you know, right now that's his ADP, but there's going to be people that 
no matter where he goes, hate his landing spot for whatever reason, because that's what mm-hmm. people. So you know, use that. Put feelers out to your league. Talk to the people in your league. Being active in the offseason doesn't necessarily, doesn't necessarily mean sending out bad trade offers. Just talk to the people in your league. Like, Yo, what, do you mm-hmm. think about this guy? what do you think about that guy? Get feelers out there. That's all you have to do. And, uh, Chev, I think you're triggering Linda. <laughs> I don't know what I said to trigger her, but I hope it is. I'm guessing Superflex QB is what I said. Something about that, I'm guessing. Maybe. I don't know. We'll tell Kickers it. rock. Kickers rock, though. They that. do. They do. Let's move on, and we will talk about Brevin Jordan from the U, Miami, in Florida, not the one in Ohio. He's 6'3", 245 pounds, probably ran a pretty good 40. Anyone know? Did he do his party yet? No. Yes, man. It's all right. Yeah. It was, well, he ran something. Three years, 26 games played, 105 receptions for 1,358 yards. He averaged 12.9 yards per reception and 13 touchdowns. Workman. Brevin Jordan. Let's talk about Brevin Jordan. All right. Oh, boy. Oh, here we go, Nate. So you said his 40 time, what was with a 4 6, right, Nate? It it was uh, not great. Yeah, not great. All right, so when I was looking at film, it was he looks really athletic for his position. I'll give him that. But the thing for me is that I don't feel as though right now he's not NFL ready um, as a tight end. I think he's going to have to be put more in like the uh, the start as an H back or as a slot tight end. If you put him on a line, he was getting kind of destroyed by those offensive linemen or I mean defensive linemen. Uh, and there was this one D tackle on Florida State. He was just kept embarrassing him, but he was like 8,000 pounds. So I kind of expected that from him. <laughs> um, but he does not have tight hips. Um, his route tree is not really defined as well. But um, when he does have the ball in his hand in space, he does look super explosive. But the thing is, when you get into the NFL and you're slightly undersized, they're going to eat him up. So I think he's going to be a prospect when – it's going to take take some time for him to, you know, develop his game. But I think if he gets into a right, you know, situation, he can do something. But don't look for anything in this year or 2022, in my opinion. I think he's like a three, four-year project. And then from there, we can see see what we got. We did not watch film together, I promise you. But what I will say is I have written down here solid blocker, but will struggle against top talent. So, you know, it, he's, he can do it, but you get a, you line him up against a really good guy, he's going to get knocked on his ass. He's six foot three. You know mm. what I mean? He's not an offensive lineman. He would be better put in a move position. But I do have on here that he moves like a wide receiver. You know, I thought he w- he flowed really well. Um, he had great concentration and game awareness, which I really liked. He's going to eat in the middle of the field, and honestly. Mm-hmm. You know what he looks like to me? He looks like a guy Philadelphia would have drafted like three years ago. Mm-hmm. So he just he looks like he fits that mold of what they want tight ends to do. So a situation like that would be good for him. And that's really all I have to say about him. I mean, Kyle Pitts, Brevin Jordan, I don't know how much time we need to spend on these guys. Um, but, Nate, you're getting pointed at, so we're going to you. Yeah, I guess I'm the uh, resident. <laughs> he's the, he's the resident. Um, Are you the resident? Brevin Jordan Stan, did I say that? Right? I guess so. Yes, I'm, a, I'm the truth of it. <laughs> right. 
Uh, Brevin Jordan's my tight end too. And I mean, okay. So he ran the 40 was not what I was hoping for. Um, he ran a four, six, four. So I mean, not bad, not bad at all, but for a guy who looks as athletic as he does on the field, a little disappointing. Um, but I think Brevin Jordan, he is undersized. He came in, I think a six foot two and a half. Um, if, if I had to give him a comp, you know, based on the size and how he plays, cause he does, he's run, runs routes like a wide receiver. Once he gets the ball in his hands, he runs like a running back. I like the way he plays a lot. I think he brings some explosiveness, um, but he might get, you know, he's kind of similar to like Gerald Everett, you know, mm-hmm. and those guys are exciting, but they don't always hit. And mm-hmm. I recognize that as much as I love Brevin Jordan, you know, he is definitely a riskier play than Pat, uh, Pat Fryermuth or of course, Kyle Pitts, mm-hmm. but I'm a big fan of Jordan and what he brings. I think he really fits the modern NFL because you're right, Mike. He's not going to be inline tight end. No. He's he's going to be near that. Like I said, that Gerald Everett to a Tyler Higby, and in the right offense with some volume, you know he can be a, a tight end one for your fantasy football team. But he's going to have to be used as a move tight end. He's going to be used in the slot, um, in motion and stuff like that. So yeah. it's he's he is going to be a bit landing spot dependent, uh, mm-hmm. much more than Kyle Pitts or Pat Fryermuth. But I think he has a really high ceiling. So he's a guy that's going to be kind of all over the place, I think, for a lot of people because I think we all kind of see that upside, but it's just mm-hmm. how much risk are we willing to put into it? What's the team landing spot going to be? How are they going to run their offense? Um, so I'm really interested to see where he ends up on draft day. I think he's a round two selection. He's been productive since his freshman year. Um, so he's, he's got a lot of stuff going for him. It's just going to come down to how he's used in the NFL. Okay. Sure. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think it really is going to depend on kind of where he lands and kind of what offense uh, he gets put into. If he's getting put in offense where they're scheming him up, I'm super excited to grab him on my team. Uh, and tight ends, they don't have to break out the first two seasons, man. You know, the third mm-hmm. year and those fourth years are where you get your money, unless you're Ian Thomas. You really screwed me over last season. But, um, <laughs> you and me both. Steph did. But whatever, whatever about that. But he, he's he's really good with the ball after he catches it. I mean, Nate showed me these clips, and I saw him before, and I did notice, man, he, he's looked like a bowling ball running that thing, and he looked like a running back trying to get to the end zone. And he runs hard, man. So, I mean, his floor or his ceiling could be very high depending on where he lands. Um, but the good thing about where he's going to go in the rookie drafts, like you're not going to have to spend a really high pick. You get a late second, maybe a mid to second uh, you can get him, and you can possibly get that upside, especially in a tight end premium. I mean, that could be huge, especially if he goes to a good situation. He could be a nice little pickup for somebody. And same thing for Fryermuth too. I think those guys are going to fall a little bit in our rookie drafts, but uh, like they said, man, the ceiling could be very high for him. He's just an athlete, man. Yep, and like you know, I compare him to Gerald Everett. They're the same mm-hmm. size, height wise, but Brevin Jordan has 15 pounds on Gerald Everett. Mm-hmm. And still runs, you know, it's four six four. The guy, Brevin Jordan, weighs just as much as Kyle Pitts. Like, just I want everyone to recognize that mm-hmm. Brevin so Jordan. He needs action. almost almost four inches smaller than Kyle Pitts. Weighs the same. So when Chef says he looks like a bowling ball out there with the ball in his hands, 
Yeah. He, he's, he's got some power. You know, he, that's why I say he looks like a running back out there. You know, we look at guys like AJ Brown, LaVisca Chenault, Debo Samuel, these guys that are a little bit bigger wide receivers, like just like thickness wise. And they mm-hmm. run them. You know, the thing that we all say about them is like, Oh, we love them after the catch. Cause they look like a running back. Mm-hmm. Revan Jordan is like a tight end version of that. So we do have a question here, and I think this is actually – we could work this in with tight ends. This is from Chase Vernon again. You could go check him out on Twitter. Um, I'm blanking on his Twitter handle. I'm sorry. Just type in Chase Vernon. He's the guy that looks like Bradley Cooper. At FF Intervention. <laughs> super handsome, yeah, super great guy. Right he wants – he's saying, I'm going to hang out work on an article. Look forward to reading it, Chase. But he would love to hear our opinions on quarterbacks in a one-quarterback league. So for rookie drafts, he did mention that later. So – I brought up my home league on the screen. I will not display it on the screen because some of these team names um, are not <laughs> are not suitable for all audiences. I will say that mine is just MJ Bauer eighty five, so we're good there. Ten team league, one quarterback. Okay, uh, I just traded up for the one one, so I'm on the clock at one one. My pick is going to be Najee Harris. Okay, so that's real easy. If it was super flex, it would be Lawrence sure. or Fields. Depending, mm-hmm. so I would I would weigh that after the draft. Um, pick two, I know he already said that he wants either Jamar Chase or Devonta Smith. That's what he's telling me, and uh, mm-hmm. he felt he could he didn't need to take either of those at one one, which is why he was willing to make that trade with me. So uh, we'll just I'd say agree. we'll say Jamar Chase. Okay, we'll just take him right. over there. And then at the one three, I'm going to say we're probably going to go. Uh, that's Cody, a uh, good friend of mine. Um, listener of the show as well. And just put Javonta Williams for Cody there. So that brings four. us to the one four. Um, that's Alex, who <laughs> he could use a quarterback. Oh, his team sucks. <laughs> <laughs> he's at home. No, no. So he's got Matt Ryan. I didn't see Joe Burrow at first. Matt Ryan, Joe Burrow, Teddy Bridgewater, Kyle Allen, Andy Dalton. I don't know why he has so many quarterbacks in a one quarterback league, but I'm gonna say he's probably pass on a quarterback. Um, so there we go, still going here. Um, now we got my my buddy Harvey. Oh God, he's got Herbert, so we're gonna pass. So now we are at the one, one, two, three, four, six. five, six, one. I six. love this play by play of Mike's home league. <laughs> Is, it Is this the golfing league? Uh, yeah, we do golf beforehand. Um, so he's got Jalen Hurts, Russell Wilson. That's it. So our first quarterback might come off the board at the one seven spot, one six, whatever. I'm at. Six. Yeah. So we're we're talking one six. Probably going to be Trevor Lawrence if I know Kevin pretty well, which I do. I would say he would take him. He's just going to go for the high draft capital. And then the next guy, Andy, is absolutely clueless. He doesn't even know that he won money in the league last year. He didn't know the league rolled over. So he had to be kicked out of the league and reinvited, and then he had to reinstall the sleeper app. So his <laughs> his draft from anywhere between Justin Fields to Tutu Atwell, and I don't know where he's going to go. <laughs> I'm sure the the guy is he's just out there. He's a gamer. He's a gamer. He puts <laughs> yeah. his lineup in. He says, "Let's go." Listen, this is the guy that finishes in what everyone calls Dynasty Fantasy Football Purgatory every year. He picks in the middle of the draft every single year. And he is generally the only guy where 
if you look at the column on sleeper, it's his pick straight down. He's <laughs> every single year because he doesn't do anything. That sucks. Yeah. So I don't know. And then uh, we got uh, Tyler, who's a listener of the show. He's at one eight. Uh, so he's going to take uh, wide receiver early. And I told him that this would be a good point to get uh, a quarterback. I would tell him to take Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he does have um, – he's got some good – he's got Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Garoppolo. He has Tua. For some reason, he has Andrew Luck still rostered. I don't know why. I've told him so many times to drop Andrew Luck. It is not holding out hope. So I told him that I would take a quarterback there. If it was me, uh, then next up we have Cody again, probably a wide receiver there. And then we finish it up with Alex and could be a quarterback there as well because Alex is kind of a wild card. So um, I'm going to say chase three quarterbacks in round one of a one quarterback league. Hope you guys don't mind me just pulling up my home league here to kind of gauge you and looking at you looking at a team here, looking at team needs. So um, I will say that this league especially is not a league that drafts best player available. This is a league that drafts heavily for team need. Mm-hmm. Um, so not- when I hear who who is Aaron Rodgers and who? Tyler's team is. I feel like that team does not need a quarterback right now. I mean, if they're the Packers, they'd go quarterback, right? Because they need <laughs> to find a backup for them. But right in one right. quarterback league, man, and it's only 10 team, right? Mm-hmm. See, I'm not taking quarterback. Probably it would have to be a great talent. I'll take him in the second, beginning of the second. But I'm going to mm-hmm. wait for quarterback, man, because in one quarterback leagues, they're just not as valuable, I think, as people think. I think they're really great, but there's no way I'm rostering like seven quarterbacks. If I have one of the best quarterbacks, I have Patrick Mahomes, and then I'm probably going to pick up a guy off the waivers because there's probably mm-hmm. that much talent there if he gets hurt. And that's just that's just how I roll. I mean, it just depends on your league. Like we we talked to Steve, I think, uh, in our, our Patreon group chat where quarterbacks fly off the board in what quarterback leagues like their prize possessions apparently so it really just depends on your league but i'm really not touching a guy probably till the end to the beginning of the second and probably mid seconds where i'd start if it's not like justin fields if he goes to san francisco i would love to grab him probably early second but um trevor lawrence is just a beast so he could probably get grabbed up then too but i'm not a big first round quarterback guy in one qb leagues yeah, and I, I do have the 2-2 two, two in the second round. So um, looking at my quarterback situation, it's extremely on brand for me. It is Drew Locke. I was about to say, uh, it'd be Drew Locke. I have, <laughs> I have Jacob Eason and Mitchell Trubisky. So um, so I think – so like, last year last year I was seeing Burrow go at the beginning of the second round. Um, you know, I saw him go a couple times, like maybe like one eleven, one twelve. If like the championship team, you know, really neat, like had Drew Brees from like that. Yeah, and I like that value. I think quarterbacks in a one quarterback twelve team league mm. should go end of first at the most, early second, and that's mm. when you have like your one top tier quarterback, like last year Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Now this year, there's a dilemma where Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields are good enough to go at the end of the first round. But why draft one of them at the end of the first round when you can draft Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, or Mac Jones in the third or fourth round of your one quarterback league? Kyle Trask. Or Kyle Trask on the waiver wire. 
yeah, yeah. the way. <laughs> so, like, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen this year with quarterbacks in one quarterback leagues because though the talent and like the value was actually there, the mm. fact that there's five quarterbacks that are probably going to go first round in the NFL draft means like I think that it's going to push all of them down, and we're going to see Lawrence and Fields go in the second, and then we're going to see Wilson and Lance go in the third. And then we're going to see Mac in the fourth and like why reach for reach quote unquote for a quarterback in the end of the first, early second, when you can get one in the third or fourth. Yeah. I'm trying my hardest to get some more draft capital in this draft in 2021. It's a good class. And there's a lot of pieces I like. I want to get my hands on and I'll tell you what a morgue has more activity than this league at times, man. It's just, <laughs> you know, here's the thing. Hey, morgues are pretty busy right now, really yeah, they are. but if the trade is no, that's fine. Just tell me no. You know what I mean? Just let us sit there. Ten hours. You just say, you know, hey, I'm fine with. I don't want to trade this guy. I want to keep him. That's fine as well. Mm-hmm. You know, is there anybody on my team that you like? I'm looking for some picks. Can we work something out? If you like something, yeah. But if not, no. Then that that's fine too. Instead, it's just, hey, I've had this trade sitting here since March second. So if we could do anything, would be fantastic. Because I see you in the chat. You know who else is in the chat somewhere? Maybe Kenny Yaboa from Temple and Old <laughs> Miss. Six foot four, two hundred and forty pounds. And he played five years in college. The first four were at Temple. The last one was at Old Miss. Thirty-four games played, seventy-four receptions, one thousand sixty-two yards. He averaged fourteen point four yards per reception and twelve touchdowns. Who would like to start with Kenny Yaboa? You. Mike, I think you should yeah, talk you, about Mike. your boy, Kenny Yaboya. So come on. Yaboya. Yaboya. I, I do like Kenny Yaboya. And, you know, okay. I think he's a, he's not like a natural runner. He's like a strider. He's got, you know, the big long legs. He's going to be a good red zone target. He's a good hands catcher. And he is deceptively athletic, Nate. And I think he is a solid blocker. <laughs> he's athletic enough. Ish. We need to get our boy Mr. Harris on here to talk about tight ends. I miss that guy. Athletic uh, tight ends. Athletic tight ends. <laughs> he would love this guy, maybe. If you know. look in the mirror and say Dawson Knox three times, Will Harris will appear. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it every day. <laughs> so I do like Kenny Yaboa, and I don't think that he's going to be like the other two guys. Um, I think he could be like a late late day two, early day three guy, maybe, but most likely a day three guy somewhere. Um, I like him. I do. And I think he translates to the NFL. Well, that being said, him translating to the NFL. Well, does not necessarily translate to your fantasy team. Well, so mm-hmm. he might be very hit or miss when I say he's a red zone target. I don't like him a ton in the open field. You know, he doesn't shake off guys all that well, but he is six foot four and he can block well. So that gives an offense versatility. Like, is he staying in? Is he going out? Whereas if you have a guy like Drew Sample in there, what do you, you know what he's going to do, right? Get hurt. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be on, on the prop. <laughs> <laughs> Who would like to uh, also talk about? I would like to talk about Kenny Yaboa. By all means. Because. I had a chance to pick up Kenny Yaboa in my Campus to Canton League this season. Mm. And I watched some tape midway through the season. I was like, okay, this guy, he's producing. He has good stats this year. He produced well in the Ole Miss offense. 
they had a lot of production to go around, but he, he was good. You know, he was good. He was the second, he was basically the second target there next to Elijah Moore. So watch him film this guy. I'm like, hmm, how, how's he getting these stats? I'm like he's <laughs> right. deceptively productive. Apparently that's what he's mm-hmm. deceptive at. Um, I don't think this guy's athletic. I think he's slow. I think he can't. He's got tight hips. He's got some tight hips, right, Porkman? Yeah. He's got some tight <laughs> hips. And man, this guy looks like he's running in like snow Quicksand. Boots. Yeah. Snow I boots. mean, it's, it's, it's bad sometimes. He's got decent hands. He's, you know, got some physicality to him, but I don't know. You know, at tight end position, if you're not athletic, it is hard to be. Number one, a fantasy producer, but also it's hard to be relevant in the NFL if you're not athletic. So um, I am pretty out on Yaboa. He probably, I haven't scouted all my tight ends yet, but he'll probably be somewhere around like tight end eight. Okay, tight end eight. He's yeah. my tight end one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he would be your tight end if you had never heard of Kyle Pitts, and this is the only tight end you watch film on. So. <laughs> exactly. Pork, <laughs> you want to finish off on uh, Kenny Yaboa? Yeah. Uh, so I think the best part of Kenny Yaboa, I think he's going to be really good for NFL. I really, I, this sounds stupid, but I actually enjoy his blocking. His blocking was actually, uh, was pretty, he did pretty well for that. He's just not going to be too much of a, a fantasy relevant type of guy. I only see him probably being on the field in the red zone, just high point the ball because he is kind of big. And come to think of it, I don't remember him jumping too much. I saw him like have one contested catch on the left side of the field. Uh, I forget which game that was. I think that was uh, Alabama. Mm-hmm. And he had one uh, old man, Michael Bauer juke, and uh, he still got <laughs> caught. <laughs> moves, dude. I have a two-year-old chase around, so I had to jump over princess castles and blocks and all that stuff. So I got. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm a, I'm a gazelle. We need to see your three cone, Mike. It's Ooh. all it's bad. It's worse. Than <laughs> no, me. but I mean, <laughs> no, but I mean, he he just he's just going to need some help with his routes and and everything. So I just think you know. If he's he's not going to be like the H-back type of guy like we was talking about the other two guys, he's going to be right next to the tackle, um, helping the running backs get some holes and stuff like that. But for fantasy relevance, I I don't see it as of right now at all. Okay. All right. Yeah, Kenny Yabuya is going to be a somebody – I'm just kidding with you. He's going to be somebody that is just a random tight end in the NFL where he catches that touchdown. You're like, yes, that's my guy. And then it's not even the guy on your fantasy team most of the time. So that's that's the way I think it's going to be for him this in his NFL career. He's going to be a guy that really disappoints you when he scores because he's probably not going to be somebody uh, on your rosters, I think. So he's going to be out for me. I do want to say, I just looked up Kenny Yaboa on Player Profiler. And you know how they do like the player comparison? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I like that they do that. Are you ready for this? Kenny Yaboa, his player comparison. Kenny Yaboa. James O'Shaughnessy. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Sounds about right. Legend. Both great last names. I think that's how they got that one. Yeah. Great last names. I mean, I think it's going to be like maybe if he could play special teams and be a reserve tight end, I think he could have, you know, one of those solid NFL careers where he 
sticks around long enough to get a pension from the league and lifetime healthcare. And (laughs) one day a real super fan of a certain NFL team, they're going to be like having beers with their buddy during a game. Be like, did you remember Kenny Eboa? Be like, yeah, the dude from Temple and Ole Miss. I wonder what happened to him. I don't know, but I just, I thought of his name. That's probably going to be Kenny Yaboa and maybe some of the other tight ends that we talk about. Tight end landscape is a bit obscure. It's weird. It's a weird place mm-hmm. to be. I don't want to. You guys want to play that uh, comparison game? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, I forgot about that. Let's go. I, I wasn't going to do it for Kyle Pitts because Kyle Pitts is over every tight end. This Everybody. Year and last year. And yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's start it with Kenny. Let's. Kenny here. Would you rather have Kenny Yaboa or Albert O? Albert O. Albert O. I like Albert O. Albert O. I like it too. Would you rather have Kenny Yaboa or Hunter Bryant? Was that a shot? I'll take Hunter Bryant. Hunter Bryant. Oh, not at all. Where did Hunter Bryant go again? Detroit. Detroit. I shouldn't factor into this decision, though. Yeah, just give me Hunter Bryant. Yep. I'm also taking Hunter Bryant. Would you rather have mm-hmm. Kenny Yaboa or Bryson Hopkins? Bryson Hopkins. <laughs> uh, I'm so excited. <laughs> All right. This is scraping the bottom of the barrel. Kenny Yaboa or Thaddeus Moss? Oh, God. There it is. <laughs> Kenny Yaboa. Even oh, I'm man. taking Kenny one more. I think I might Kenny. take Kenny Yaboa with that one. Yeah, we're gonna go Kenny all around. Kenny Yaboa's got hands. Like Kyle, uh, what's his name? That is pause, but he was just slow. Moss was cheeks. He, he was. was. He just had a last name. That's it. That yep. Yeah. Big catches for Burrow. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Is that it for Kenny Yaboa? Yeah. That's it for, Kenny. for Brevin. Yeah. Would you rather have Brevin Jordan or Colby pulled Parkinson? Brevin. Brevin. Brevin's more athletic. Brevin. If Parkinson okay. showed anything, they wouldn't have signed Gerald Everett. Yeah. Would you rather have Brevin Jordan or Cole Komet? And this Cole is as Komet. prospects. Komet. Cole Komet. All right. I'm taking I think, he has, I think, I think he's just a better all-around tight end coming out you know, as prospects. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Brevin Jordan or Harrison Bryant? Revan Jordan. Mm. I sound like a Brevin Jordan, Jordan hater. I was gonna say Harrison Bryant. I feel like I'm a Brevin Jordan hater. I'll go Harrison <laughs> Bryant though. I'm taking as much as I love Harrison Bryant. I'm taking Brevin Jordan. I'm if Brevin Jordan was in last year's class, he would be my tight end one. Oh wow. Hmm. Kyle Pitts. Brevin Jordan, Pat Fryermuth, I have all three of them ranked higher than Cole Komet. And Cole Komet was my tight end one last year. Yeah, last year's tight end class was not – like last year's tight end class had a lot of dart throws in it. You know, mm-hmm. I love Grayson Hopkins. I loved Albert O. And I, I wish that they both would have went to places where they would have gotten a bit more of a chance, but that's what it is. So um, I'm assuming you said you don't want to do any Kyle Pitts, Cedar Roars. <laughs> it's Kyle Pitts. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle Pitts or Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts or DeGora. Packers, we're asking you. <laughs> Come on, give me Josiah. Kyle Pitts or Sternberger. Oh, Sternberger. I mean, if you want to throw it back, would you rather have Pitts, Hawkinson, or Fan as prospects? I'll Pitts. take Pitts. 
Pitts, yeah. I think Pitts is just better I all around. I think we're all taking Pitts still. And like if you if yeah. you're picking Pitts over Hawkinson and Fant, then like you don't have any other comparisons really in the past no. couple of years. No. no, you're right. Nope. Still good. Yeah. It's gonna just about wrap it up, Chev. Do you have something for us, my good friend? I say that as you're stretching. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, sorry. That was my fault. Um all right, so we're gonna go actually with just the verse of the day. It kind of ties into what I was gonna say, anyways. It's Romans 5 8 says, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Um Easter's coming up. Christ died for our sins, everybody. So I uh, hope you guys have an incredible Easter. I hope you guys have a lot of candy, a lot of Reese's uh, Pieces eggs that you guys have out there. But just remember what uh, Easter also involves, too. Christ died for our sins, and he rose again. So have a great Easter, guys. I don't want to put too much on it, but have a great Easter. All right. Thank you. Have a great Easter. Have a great whatever it is that you celebrate out there in Dynasty Fantasy Football land. Chef, thank you again. And where can we find you on Twitter until next time? You can find me at Chef Boyardee, boy with an I. All right. And Porkman, how about yourself? You can find me at FF Porkman. All right. Nate, how about yourself? You can find me at Nate NFL. I'm doing my 30 prospects in 30 days leading up to the draft. So make sure you check it out every day. I'm dropping a prospect thread. So, and TJ Basher. TJ Basher, thank you for letting Nate answer that, Porkman. <laughs> you got excited. I was excited. That's my got point. those hands and loose hips. I know you got all that. That's an OBJ all. catch. Yeah. Yeah, that was nasty. Yeah. You can follow me on Twitter at Rewind CEO. Make sure you check out our YouTube channel. You can find me doing one-on-ones. I did one with Andy Holloway. Please watch it. Our next one's going to drop Friday night at 9 o'clock with Mr. Bob Lung. We have some fantastic guests lined, guests lined up for the one-on-one series. Porkman might even have a little trick up his sleeve. Might be doing a special Porkman and somebody else one-on-one. I don't know, Porkman, right? Maybe. 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 <laughs> that is the cage match on the Dynasty Rewind YouTube channel. So check out our YouTube. Please subscribe to our Patreon. We are lowering the pricing of our tiers. So we want to get everybody involved. We want to hear from you what you want to hear on the Patreon. The only place you could find our written content, you could find our IDP podcast, bonus podcast. We talk about Tutu Atwell. That episode is called The Dawning of the Age of Chaterius. If you want to know how I came up with that name, become a rewinder and you could DM me personally and I will tell you and it is dumber than you think. So until next time, everybody, be kind. Please rewind. Thank you for watching. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. And as always, be kind. Please rewind.